podcast is about our experiences with being self-employed, entrepreneurship, and bootstrapping it. Sometimes I have a spectacular guest that join me and share their stories. Also, it's about connecting to our soul, our inner selves, to unwind and chill. My name is Lourdes, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I have a special guest today. Her name is Doris Simmons. Doris is an author, a serial entrepreneur, a community connector, and a business owner. She has a master's degree in education and taught at a local high school and later works at Illinois Central College in Peoria for 26 years, where she retired as an assistant director for human resources. And in 2003, she started her own business talk. Talk stands for Teaching and Learning for Knowledge. Also in 2003, she was interviewed by CNN Money and listed her company as a valuable resource for individuals to launch their business in Peoria, Illinois. She also self-published her first book, How I Saved 10500 with Only Four Quarters a Day. In 2011, she launched Ladies Who Launched Their Business to Success Conference. This conference is where women can gather, connect, and collaborate and resolve business challenges. In that same year, she was elected to sit at the, as the Vice President of Public Relations at the National Association of Women Business Owners. She was named Women in Business Champion of the Year for the State of Illinois and Region 5 by the Small Business Administration. She created one of the largest women's conferences in East Peoria, Women in Business Networking Conferences. The mission of this conference is to address the pressing issues for women business owners and entrepreneurs by featuring successful, talented local business owners and high-caliber technology trainers as keynote speakers. Doris is a spunky and wonderful active woman in her community in Peoria, Illinois, and in the surrounding areas of Central Illinois. As a retiree, she wanted to make a difference and has a personal passion to help women create and sustain small business and network through referrals to help foster their business growth. And that's a lot of accomplishments, Doris. And welcome. Thanks so much for taking the time to do my podcast today. How are you? I am fine, Lord. So thank you so much for um, asking. Yes. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and start. So tell me, Doris. Why did you decide to start your business after you retired? Because I felt there was a need in the community for women. Well, it all started with Illinois Central College is that women did not negotiate their salaries. They just really started to um, accept the money that was given or offered. And I decided that when I retire, I was going to teach salary negotiations. But then I changed my mind and started helping women uh, with all the things that I can think of that they needed. And so it started a business and there I was. With you starting your business, did you start off creating conferences at first or how did you start your business? Well, initially you start people asking questions. So women start asking questions and pretty much I decided that, oh my goodness, they're asking these questions. Someone needs to do something. And I didn't find a conference in the community um, that uh, provided information for them on starting their businesses you know, like the Small Business Development Center or One Million Cups, et cetera, et cetera. So I decided that's what I will do. I will bring in the experts 
in the community, the resources that are out there and uh, give women an opportunity to take part and participate in what's available to them. Okay. You mentioned 1 million cups. Yes. Can you tell our audience what that is? A uh, 1 million cups is uh, provides an opportunity for individuals and entrepreneurs who are interested in uh, starting a business and they would like to see a, a, a real uh, an established business owner talk about their business or a brand, a person starting out for the very first time, given an opportunity to address an audience for about six minutes and share what they want to do in regards to their new business. And so we meet on Wednesday from eight to nine o'clock. And this is a um, one million cups is an opportunity where everyone in the United States on this particular day have a cup of coffee and address the needs and concerns for entrepreneurs. Wow, that sounds really cool. Um, so you also mentioned small business associate uh, administration. What is that? And can you tell the audience what that is about? Okay, the Illinois Small Business uh, uh, is called SBDC, the Illinois Small Business Development Center is an organization that provides an opportunity for individuals to learn how to start correctly a business. And so they walk you through the process of this. There, it's, a, it's a workshop that you take in the beginning, and it shares with you how to register your business, how to structure your business. Um, it's a, a host of uh, entities that will help you as a new business owner. And it's free. It's free. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys check those places out, One Million Cups and the Small Business Development Center. Yes. Great. Do you ever find that you have any difficult clients? Have you had any difficult clients, Doris? To be honest with you, not really. And I call them difficult. They may be difficult for themselves. But for me, I, my, my motto is to, or my vision for them would be to find the resource that will be able to help them and uh, in our community. And so I try to go to as many places as I possibly can to find out what is it that they do and what are the benefits of how someone can receive benefits from that organization and starting out as a uh, new entrepreneur or an existing uh, business owner. Where do they even start? How do they come up with ideas? Is that something you help them with? Um, well, generally, they a person is really curious about something and want to do. But it, uh, I would say that when you get ready to start a business, it's generally started, it's based on a need. It's a, a vision that they have, and it's in their head, and it has to be brought out to be beneficial for someone. And have you ever heard any ideas that are in their head that is not good? <laughs> Yes, I I can think, but I do not crush their ideas. That's That's their ideas. And they think that it's going to be, it's a great idea. And perhaps it is. And maybe it would prove an existing uh, business that's already in the market space because everybody is different. And if you see something where there's a need and it can be better, by all means, uh, develop it. Run with it. Talk to someone at the Small Business Development Center. Find out the resources that are available to you. Uh, the internet uh, provides lots of resources for entrepreneurs. And then talk to someone. Talk to an existing business owner. Okay, so you won't crush their ideas. No, but... not at all. Not at all. But how do you steer them away? Or do you allow them to go ahead and try their ideas and fail? Or do you go ahead and ask them or somehow gently tell them that may not work and provide them with other assistance? I wouldn't tell them that it's not going to work. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I may think it. (laughs) Um, But generally, uh, starting out is um, 
if they do not have the capital, you'd be surprised. They think that they can um, that starting a business is easy. It's not. It's not easy at all because you have to think about. Do you have the capital? Did you think about this in the beginning, three years before you wanted to start? You have to have uh, uh, when you go to talk to someone at the uh, the bank. They want you to have money. Put you know they call it skin in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a lot of things that you need to do before. You start your business. So that's why it's very important to start out right, which is starting with the Small Business Development Center. And then after you finish that free workshop, it will help you to decide whether you want to continue. Let me ask you this. Who are the three people who have been most influential to you when you began your business journey? Oh, gosh. Um, There's a lot I can give credit to because, you know, I ask questions and, uh, and, and hopefully and I get good answers. But the three people um, would be my first person would be, uh, I asked this person to be my mentor and he was a director of the small business development center at that time. And his name was Ken Klotz and Ken Klotz took me aside and mentored me very, very well. And of course I listened. Another person would be Jerry, Jerry Hall. Jerry Hall was an older gentleman who was the president of Excalibur Seasoning. And I heard him give a presentation at the chamber. And I said to myself, that guy, I want him to be my mentor. So I went to him after he finished speaking and asked him if I could take him out to lunch on my dime. He said, yes. (laughs) And of course, the third person was uh, Ross Miller. Ross Miller was the person who helped me with my confidence to say, you can do it. And that's all I needed to someone to say yes and to provide some type of encouragement. And of course, my husband, who stayed out of my way and allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do. You know, <laughs> you know, he was there arguing with me and opening my mind with various questions to think about. So I guess those are four people. You know, you, you mentioned confidence. I think there's a <laughs> lot of women and probably men too, who, especially when you start a business, you start to doubt yourself. Then you start losing yes. confidence. At first, you're all gung-ho. It's like, oh, I'm going to start a business. And then the more you do research into your business and then getting ready to launch, people all of a sudden lose their confidence. What do you do to encourage women or men uh, to have the confidence to move forward with their business journey? I think you need someone to believe in you. And um, I had lost my confidence. I'll give you an example. Is I was very successful the first year, the second year, the third year. And um, I lost it when I kept saying, I, I kept moving and kept, you know, I was making lots of money and I kept saying, I cannot doubling the money. And I kept saying, I can't continue to do this. And so that's when uh, Jerry Hall told me that if you lose any money, I will give you all the money back. <laughs> I said, are you kidding? Um, I took him out to lunch. That's the person I took out to lunch on my dime. And he proceeded to take every dime out of his pocket and place it on the table at the restaurant and said (laughs) to me, it was like like $300 or some change. And he said, I would give you every dime that you will make it. He says, and you will be successful. And if you don't, he said, I will give you every dollar back. That's a and I said, approach. well, I don't need the money uh, because people are looking. You don't have to. He says, no, it's yours. And he pushed it toward me and he told me to go forward. That's and then after that, he told me all about his stories of failure. And they were worse than I've ever heard in my life. And today his company still exists. He's he's, he's no longer with me. Uh, he passed away. 
about five years ago. His company is still in existence and he uh, it's about 35 years old and he is a premier uh, seasoning. His name of his company is called Excalibur Seasoning and mm-hmm. um, that company still exists today after 35 years. He sounds like a very successful entrepreneur and also sounds like a wonderful mentor. Oh, he was. He was about, let's say, 75 years of age and he just loved me and just, and he came to my, my conference and he bought all the seasonings for all the uh, um, attendees. It was really nice. And that's how I got my confidence back. Well, let me ask you this. How did you lose your confidence? You said the first few years you were successful. What made you lose your confidence? Well, what happened was um, I kept growing. You know, let's say you start off with uh, 50 people. The next time you double it to 150 people, the next time you double it to 200 people and exhibitors, you, you know, you can't keep going like that. You, you just can't. At least I couldn't. And, and then the next um, opportunity was to move into the Civic Center, which is the largest place you could have a venue. And I said, I, I can't feel I can't. I can't. Then I I kept saying I can't. uh, But in reality, I could. I just made sure that my strategies were in place. And I and the question that he asked me, he said, were you successful the first year? And I said, yes, Jerry. Were you successful the second year? And I said, yes, Jerry. He says, what about the third? I said, yes, Jerry. He says, what makes you think you're not going to be successful the next year? I go, because it's bigger. He says, no, you use continue to use the same strategies and continue to work hard and stay focused. Now that we're talking about this, can you think about your biggest failure and what do you think you learned from it? My biggest, well, I don't consider them failure. I consider them learning opportunities. Okay, learning opportunities. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't, I don't use failure in my vocabulary. To eliminate failure is a good plan, I feel. You must define what is it that you want to do, establish uh, the strategies, and then implement. And, uh, and, and of course, set your goals, but don't still set crazy, crazy, crazy goals. So my biggest failure was I had promised more than I could deliver. For an example, I had made my profit. I think the second year <laughs> after you, I thought I had lots of money because the money was coming in, but I wasn't keeping good records. And at the very end, for the net profit line, you know, the revenue minus the expenses. Oh my God, I came out with $800 and I couldn't believe it. But I had promised the Center for Prevention of Abuse that I was going to write them a check of for $500. And so when my husband told me, he said, so how much you think you made? I said, I made a lot of money because I had about five, $6,000. I know I made some money. <laughs> he says, Doris, you, you were spending too. So your net profit is $300. I said, for all that work, are you kidding me? And then that's when I decided for my failure, do not promise what you can't deliver. You wait until you get the final dollar first, and then you decide what percent you're going to give to the community. Ah, that's a good lesson and a great tip. When you're not networking or doing conferences, what do you do for relaxation or for fun, Doris? Well, right now my focus is centered, well, for uh, on my grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. So now family is first and then things. And so to relax, I exercise. And, and when I exercise, I get new ideas and then I write them down and I said, I will get to this when I can get to this when I finish. But I try to work on one project, one or two projects very well and not take on six or seven different projects to cause a lot of stress in your life. I agree. Some of us have a lot of stress in our lives with that big, long to do list. <laughs> yes. 
so you wrote a book a while back for the 10,500 uh, book. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> how to save $10,500. Yes. How I saved 10,500 with only four quarters a day book. What inspired you to write that book? One was to prove to my, to my two daughters, Dawn and Raquel, <laughs> that if you put your mind to something and you want to do it, you can do this. And so I said, I'm going to write this book. My grandmother gave me an idea a long time ago that for each child that you have, you should save $1 from the day that they're born until high school. And she made, and I said, oh, sure, grandma, I can save $1. And I said, I can save $3. And she said, no, just save $1 every day for each child that you have. Get their social security number and then start saving for them. Um, I didn't know about compound compounding you know, interest mm-hmm. and how it will multiply. And that was a, a good lesson for me and then for my children. And so I saved that. I think it came out to about $8,000. And I gave that to them as a, a gift. That was a high school gift. Did they spend it or did they save it? I think they, they if they did, they spent it on something. I said, you could save it for your wedding, but they spent it on education. So Doris, uh, what are you working on now? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked me that question. I'm always working on something, Lourdes. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm working on now is I see the need when people say, go and support uh, the small businesses, go and support um, Small Business Saturday. So the question is, what businesses am I supporting that are small businesses? Mm-hmm. And so I saw the need out there since I focused with women uh, on women, uh, small businesses. I decided that I would start with this is my first going to be my first booklet. It's women of color and women of color consists of Asian women, uh, black women, uh, Native American women, Hispanic women. And that I would come up with 100 women of color and to identify them, how to get in touch with them for individuals to support their business. Now, the goal was to come up with 100 businesses. That's the goal by December 31st. That's coming up in about two weeks or so. So how many do you have? (laughs) I have about 85. Oh, wow. And when did you start this goal? About, let's say about a a month and a half ago. But what I found is that to my surprise, is that I didn't know that these women existed in the community. I did not know that we had women who were construction workers own their own business as construction workers. Wow. So do you put a shout out in the community to contact you? How did you find them? I did research on the computer and I asked. So when I ask you, who do you know? And then you would give me a couple names and then I will um, I'll record them, provide all the information, go out and research them and see if that's a, um, a legitimate business. And then I just kept asking and kept asking. I found five women in a house here in, in my local community that were had different businesses. One woman uh, found this house and turned it into office space. And she invited uh for other women to join her, you know, and that's how they had their five, their five business women in that space. And someone gave me her name and I found her. And so I had five in one day and they were all different businesses. Lord, they were all different businesses. One lady was a consultant for helping small business owners get started. The other one was, um, she has a nail salon that was in, in that house. The other had each room had a woman that was uh, was a marketer for products. Um, uh, the other one was a seamstress 
who is called, she was a revamping seamstress. A revamping seamstress, hmm. uh, I'm learning this, is a person who can take a, take a coat or a jacket and turn it into a dress. Oh, cool. Huh. Yes. So that was five. And then there was one lady that, uh, that I knew about was a construction worker. And she referred me to, um, she was a residential and commercial, residential and commercial uh, construction business. I'm going to say a worker's construction business. And so she gave me one person then I found another person. And then I found another person. And now in Peoria, we have five women uh, who own their business as a construction business. Awesome. And we have dentists. We have six dentists. <laughs> My God, I had no idea. These uh, yes. A lot of women business um, owners that are in these different industries. That's crazy. Well, but no one has ever decided to take this idea and, and, and coordinate it all together and put it into space and say, look at the jewels that we have. So when you ask that question, support small businesses, I would say, here's a directory of identifying small businesses, women of color. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be really awesome. So it's going to be a booklet and I can't wait for that booklet to come out. That sounds like a lot of work researching about a hundred women, you said, and then will hard. you be, yeah. Will you be featuring them in this new book booklet? Yes. Yes. Okay. It'll be, a. am going to turn it into a directory. And mm-hmm. also I'm going to include a form that other women who would like to be in this book for next year to grow the book. And then I'm going to put in women of influence, mm-hmm. um, a, a picture and a story, you know, a paragraph about them, women of influence in the community that women do not know of color as, you know, like a centerfold throughout the book, throughout the booklet. Okay. And we're not talking about that kind of centerfold folks. We're talking <laughs> no, about no. booklets, to, a business centerfold, a business so, centerfold of the mayor, a business centerfold of the superintendent, a business centerfold of women of influence, um, president of the, let's say the urban league. I don't know. Yeah. I've yet to find, I have to work a little harder to find a native American women. That's going to be a challenge done. Is that what you're saying? No, not for Doris. I'm going to go to the uh, church. I'm going to go to the church in East Peoria up a hill and I'm going to go to their service. And then I'm going to come out with maybe five or six business women. And I believe that Doris, because (laughs) you are one energetic woman. I mean, my goodness. I can't even keep up with you now. <laughs> and it's, I'm sure you're going to find them because in oh. Peoria, it seems like everywhere I went in Peoria, have I mentioned your name to anyone? I talk to strangers sometimes and I just say Doris and they're like, Doris Simmons. And I go, oh my God, you know her? They seem to all know you. How did you become popular right when you started your business and now you're popular? So how did you start meeting people and then tell them what you do? And so now you're super popular. Well. I, I just say that, well, the, if someone is going to help you, you will remember that person, right? Yes. Okay. True. So if uh, within 24 hours, if I meet you within 24 hours, I should be going home and writing a card or an email to send to you to tell you about you. Hmm. So I would say, dear Lourdes, it was a pleasure and an honor to meet you today. And uh, I am so excited that you are my new person for today. And um, and if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And these are some of the things that I can do to help you. And so why don't we get together uh, for coffee or lunch so that I can get to 
so I can get to know you better and find out what your needs are. Bam. And find out what your needs are. So can we meet on Monday um, for lunch at the Olive Garden at noon? Let me know. I am here for you. I can't see anyone turning that down at all with words like that. Uh-uh. Wow. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, we are just about at the end of our podcast interview, but I always so like to ask uh, a question that that's a funny or weird question. So I'm going to ask you, if you could be a fly on the wall, who would you want to listen in on? Oh, gosh. You know who I would, because <laughs> that's who they call me. If I could be a fly on the wall, I would love to listen to Oprah Winfrey. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yes. That would be cool. Yeah. She's got so much knowledge and so yes. much to say. Another oh, powerful one. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make that happen for me? Oh, you know you can. <laughs> I will try, but I can't <laughs> promise anything. So, um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Doris, for taking the time to interview with me today. This was really fun. I truly enjoyed your answers, and I am sure our listeners will also enjoy your answers. Can you tell us how we can connect with you or our audience, how they can contact you or connect with you? To my surprise, you know, I updated my website. And so it's www.talktodorisnow.com. Not awesome. tomorrow. Now you need to talk to dorisnow.com. <laughs> so that's what it is. And my email is doris at talktodorisnow.com. Great. Thank you. And then for our listeners, We'll have the show notes and link up Doris's um, website and email address. Until then, thank you. I hope you like our episode. Bye. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and please share this episode with your friends. Please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And as always, the show notes will be available at eighthlevelpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.